All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode four of Rain Delay Theater. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. And uh, we're coming to you with another mini-sode um, this week. We're in between baseball games. Um, we uh, we do have a game scheduled for Friday. Uh, we're going up to uh, Beloit to see the Beloit Snappers. Yeah, that's right. I think they're going to be playing the uh, Quad City River Bandits, if that's I'm right. not mistaken. That's correct. Yeah, we're going to be seeing some sweet prospects in that game. Yeah. But we, got, we had a nice little idea for a mini-sode that we thought we'd bring you today. Yeah, definitely. We were going to be uh, talking about baseball movies, and mm-hmm. I think it was just a matter of time before we got into it, so we figured it was a good time to do that. Um, and we're, you know, it'll be hard to uh, condense ourselves into a mini-sode, but uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to do our best to do that. Yeah, Jeremy and I uh, actually discovered that we, uh, we're going to be talking about our top three each, because there really are so many baseball movies that we would like to talk about. And you know, we, may go, we may segue into another movie here or there, but we found that we fell in line with our <laughs> top two movies, but yeah. actually we have a nice surprise for each of us for the, for the third one. Yeah. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. One, one and two were chalk, and then uh, three is... Uh, so we're, go- we're going in reverse order just to, to find some... Uh, some suspense at the at the end there, <laughs> right? Uh, but first, before we do that, we were just going to talk about uh, a few things that we covered in the last podcast. Yeah, just some general housekeeping, just yeah. some updates and addendums. So it turns out that uh, you know Chris Berman may have to hand over his title of Swami <laughs> to Jeremy because he made a really good call on Corey Mazzoni. Uh, Jeremy, what did you say about him again? Well, I may have said that. Uh, <laughs> That the Corey Mazzoni appearance that we saw at our Marlins game would be his first, last, and only appearance as a Cub. And uh, it turns out that it was. He was sent back to the minors, what, the next day? The very it? next day. Okay, okay, wow. So that was that was somewhat uh, prophetic. Yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, Corey. Uh, yeah, well, uh, uh, we also, uh, you know, Jeremy and I actually forgot to mention this uh, when it came up. So we, we were approached by a baseball ops guy, uh, you know, who, who was very apologetic about the uh, lack of... Uh, sound that we were hearing from yep, the PA exactly. system. Yeah, that's right. It possibly like the most entertaining thing that he said to us, certainly the most humorous probably for us, is uh in the in the, the course of that if just a refresher course, you know, he was he was giving us like these kind of like uh, like through his teeth, like compliments, like about how how big of baseball fans we were. I was wearing a Don Zimmer shirt, or you were wearing a, a Expos hat, and so he was really trying to like you know like wax our cars about it. And uh, he he said like you know it's great, you know you guys are real baseball fans. We're gonna try to get you up on the big screen, but you know we want to do. It. And so he just like kind of blew past that, but he like he just interjected in there like yeah we're you know you guys are such big fans that you deserve to be on the big screen so we're going to try to get you on the big screen and you know he did not follow up on that promise no we, we were not never, on the big screen no no and i i don't think i've actually ever gotten on the big screen at a, at a game if you jeremy no we, however though at the we were at a uh, a white Sox oakland game that went 14 innings right yeah yeah they did show the people um in front of us on the screen and like i did get like i was in the corner of the screen and i like i put my hand up and i was like pointing at the people mm-hmm. in oh, front wow. of us and like i then i got paranoid that those guys saw it and they're gonna turn around and like smack me or something yeah but right that yeah. was the closest i got to being on screen you know my parents uh said they would always get on the screen when they would go to marquette games uh, okay. they would always get on the kiss cam have oh, you ever seen the kiss cam yeah, i have yes yeah and they actually started uh so when i when i when me and my brother would go to games with them they actually started having us sit in between them so that they wouldn't <laughs> put them on the kiss cam that's pretty like, funny yeah 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 I, i'm not sure like the the level of applause that they got when they got on there. I feel like always like when an old couple gets on, uh-huh. like they get the biggest applause when yeah. they finally kiss, but they're yeah. not quite there yet. So. Okay, yeah, totally. Um, so That's funny. A- anyway, uh, uh, so we also... Uh, uh, Castro we, we, too. We talked a little bit about Starlin Castro yeah. last week, and Jeremy uh, said that you know he had a reputation for lollygagging, uh, and so once again he made a pretty good call on that. One. Yeah, just to revisit the self-serving Swami uh, portion of the program where I I uh, get extolled for all the uh, <laughs> the uh, predictions I made. There was a ter- uh, telling Starlin Castroism play that happened the day after our game, I believe. It was the the one game that was actually close between the Cubs and the Marlins. Uh, the Cubs had the bases loaded, uh, Marlins had the infield drawn in, and there was a grounder to Castro, and Castro just kind of like leisurely turned and threw it home, and it, the ball was late, the Cubs ended up scoring, and then they ended up winning that game by one run, so that's that's what I was talking about with Castro, like, it's stuff like that that, like, drove Cubs fans crazy, and that's probably why he didn't get that, that uh, reception at that game, so. Makes sense. 
Yeah. So there you go. Those are just a couple of housekeeping uh, things. We wanted to make sure we got those in there. Um, One thing that we want to talk about, and this is another thing, it's kind of like a housekeeping thing that we've kind of been remiss uh, in uh, in leaving out. But, um, you know, part of the, you know, what what we're doing on this show is uh, is reviewing baseball experiences and going to ballpark. And one of like a huge thing about that is ballpark food as well. And, um, you know, we haven't gotten to it the last couple episodes, so we're going to just kind of like do like a quick, like update on those things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, you know, Jack, Jack is a, he's an, he's an actor. He's a working actor. He, he like is trying to, he's, he's keeping himself in shape. Uh, I, on the other hand, don't have no reason to do that. Um, so I'm, I'm the one who's pulling the heavy weight of the, of eating at the ballparks. Um, so, uh, I guess I'll be the the point man for the, for the ballpark food. Yeah, a- absolutely. That you know, that's great, Jeremy. I mean, at, the, at our first Sox game, I think you had a Cuban that we I, never mentioned. I did have a Cuban, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we talk about this like how it, we're trying to help out the White Sox and, and give reasons, give like highlight the areas where uh, White Sox games are better than Cubs games, mm-hmm. or like the stadium is better. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you ask anyone around the city, that the they'll say the food is better at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field than Wrigley. And um, yeah, I, I'm in full agreement with that. And yeah, one of the things like I love getting is that that Cuban sandwich at the White Sox games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they name it after oh, I'm gonna forget now the a, a former Cuban uh, Sox player. I can't remember who it was, but it's named after him. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, it's pretty solid sandwich. Um, I think it's you know it's not terribly it's it's like priced uh, you know relatively uh, equal to uh, the other food there so that I think that's a, that's a hot tip for me that's like one of my favorite things to get at the at the at the Sox game is a Cuban sandwich sure um, I've gotten the nacho helmet there at the Sox game that's, as well and you really cannot beat that the nacho helmet if you get it from like that one where you can like pick all the different toppings and stuff that's that's a, a highlight for sure we've mm-hmm. had we've gone with friends before who've who've uh, made it a point to get that that uh, nacho helmet we have we have of course you have to have the internal debate then if you want to keep the helmet or not. Yeah, yeah uh, that's right. And you have to wash it out. Um, we, yeah. I, we're actually thinking of going to a Brewers game uh, within the next couple weeks, so uh, you know, I'm sure Jeremy will you know, be excited to try all of the uh, oh, amenities man. there. I will say, just as a, as a highlight, or just as a sneak preview, I, last year at the, at the Brewers game, I finally got the cheese curds. Mm. And oh my... I, this is a bold statement, but I think that those cheese curds at the Brewers game were maybe the best ballpark food I ever had. Really? Yeah. Damn good. Damn okay. good. Put yourself a little seasoning on there. They got some shaker seasonings. I don't know what it's made from, but it's good. Throw that on there. You got yourself a good snack at the ballpark. Okay. okay. Um, and then uh, at the last game, at the at the Cubs game that we were at, um, uh, I'm trying to think what we got. What did well, I you, you mentioned you got a burger, right? I got the burger. That's yeah. right. Oh, and it was on the Instagram. I, I posted pictures of it on the Instagram. It's kind of funny. So there's one stand in the down the left down the left field line. Um, it's like a standalone stand. It's not one of those ones that are built in. They had burgers there, and uh, the guy you could tell the grill man was really into it. He was like kind of like looking. He was like kind of close to the grill, like his face was close to it, and he's like flipping it with his big spatula, and he did up my like burger nice. And if you check out the instagram uh rain delay pod um he he made he put like they put like some special sauce on it and he did it in the, sh- the shape of the lo- of the cubs logo oh wow so he was he took a lot of pride in what he was doing i appreciated it it was very nice so that's a good sandwich they put arugula on it or a good burger uh they put arugula on it and uh it's kind of like a, a fresh tasting like light burger like mm-hmm. almost if, if a burger can be light mm-hmm. so there you go there's that um, yeah, and so we'll get into more stuff. I always like I'm always into like what food they have at minor league stadiums. So it'll be interesting to see Friday. I, yeah, it will be. I don't remember Pullman Food uh, being. At Pol- I think it's Pullman Field. Is what yeah, they call it is. It. I yeah. don't. You know, it's been a long time since I've been there. So it will be interesting. Uh, yeah, we'll see. And actually, on the subject of food. Uh, we uh, we had a little something to say about Papa John's in the Florida and the Miami Marlins. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, Papa John's has and like different like chains have different. I think the Rockies have like a Taco Bell thing if they score like six or seven runs or something. The Marlins, I saw a commercial for them and they have a Papa John's giveaway. And uh, let's see if I can get the exact wording here. Um, uh, you know, the Marlins are not necessarily the offensive juggernaut that uh, some other teams are, so they had to uh, amend their their system a little bit, I suppose. But uh, it was something like, yeah, Papa John's, you get a half-off per, uh, pizza when the Marlins score five or more. <laughs> so 
I like that the Marlins are like, you know, their threshold is a little lower than some of the other teams. Yeah, that, that's right up there with the Sox lauding uh, their pitchers for getting two strikes on yeah, a hitter. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, what's strange is if people, if, if they had made it six or seven runs, uh, I don't think anybody would have batted an eye at it. No, um, but no. So the fact that they made it five means that they're pretty confident that most of the time the Marlins <laughs> still are not going to score uh, yeah, five runs. Exactly. And there's probably some sort of like statute where like they have to have at least some sort of like shot it's like you know you can't hold the sweepstakes with a fake prize or something like <laughs> there has to be some percentage of winners at some point you know there's some internal there's some external auditor like checking to make sure that papa john's is giving at least enough uh discounts to make it like a legal advertisement or something you know <laughs> so uh, we've deemed that five runs is enough to give away a half off pizza so there you go. So that's the Marlins. You know, we're you know we've been ragging on the Marlins a lot, and yeah. quite honestly, they deserve. It. Yeah, d- deservedly so. And uh, yeah. you know, it, it will continue to eat at me that they have two World Series championships in their twenty five years, and the Brewers have none right now. Yeah, that's, but, uh, that's true. That's you know, true. it is what it is. Um, yeah. And also, though, on the Marlins, and this is another guy, another thing that seems to come up a lot is Cameron Maben. That's um, right. So Cameron Maben very recently received his World Series ring for his part in the Astros season, uh, their campaign last year, right? That's correct. That yeah. is correct. And so, yeah, it just led me to think, um, you know, you know, I'm not sure. He, he was traded, I think he was an August trade. I don't think he was like a trade uh, at the deadline. But mm-hmm. obviously he was traded away from the World Series team. He ended up with the Angels. But he did get the ring. And so I was. it just brought me to thinking, like, what... What goes through these guys' minds, like who are getting this ring when they were not around for the you know stretch run? They didn't play in the playoffs, but they still got a ring. And like contractually, like you know they deserve it. And and he was with the team most of the year, but you know deep down he's got to know that like he wasn't a. I mean he was not even on the team when they made the run. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean that's sort of like uh, uh, I was looking on Baseball Reference at Brian Mattis. Um, for some reason a, a yep. couple weeks ago and he pitched one game for the Cubs in 2016 and he got a ring uh, Jake Buchanan who we were talking about a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, at a Cubs game uh, he, he started a game late in the season for the Cubs when you know when they had already clinched yeah, and the at, game was meaningless yeah at least he like he, at least he could say that he was you know on the roster when they clinched and he did he did contribute at the end of the season at least you know right Mattis I think he lost that game, or the the, the Cubs lost that game. Uh-huh. So like he really didn't contribute, but yeah. he still gets a ring. Um, so yeah, you know, I wonder. I I mean, of course, guys are happy to get World Series rings, mm-hmm. right? But I think I'm sure that there's something about them. But you know, a guy like Maven, like I, I guess he's probably realistically got to think like, well, I'm not going to be like you know a number four hitter on a World Series championship team. So maybe he's happy with what he gets. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, and he's a guy. He may never even be a number four outfielder on a World Series right, team. Exactly. You know. I mean, he's not necessarily a guy you would want on your twenty five man roster. If you were had to choose, I mean, he's got speed. He's a good outfielder, yeah. but um, yeah, you know, that's probably as close as he's going to get. Uh, me, if I, you know, hey, I might sell it if I was Cameron. Oh, there you but, go. Okay. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah, he's going to get that. I think the players do vote on like the how much of a bonus these guys get. I mm-hmm. you know, and like you know, I'm sure that they're getting they're getting a good amount of money. Like you know, despite even if the small role in the in the season, but. So they're getting bonuses and they're getting the ring, you know, I guess. You know, there was a story about uh, William the Refrigerator Perry, like, years later after um, he had kind of fallen on some some tough times, I guess. Like, his world, his uh, Super Bowl ring, like, surfaced on eBay or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And who was it? Was it Andre Risen, another football oh, player did, who, like, sold his Super did, Bowl ring, did I think. He? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I suppose. I That's a weird thing. Like, to be, now that's a that's an other end of the scale where it's like, you're so kind of like blasé about sports achievements that you would sell like a World Series ring. I, I I bought a knockoff Cubs World Series ring from China on eBay, and I I value that thing, and <laughs> I didn't do anything except like click a few buttons on eBay. I don't know? think I've ever seen that World Series ring. Oh, it's pretty sweet. I'll okay. uh, I guess we'll have to throw it on the Instagram. Yeah, yeah, we should. <laughs> but I won't give my sources away, so don't just Google. Don't just go on eBay and look up Cubs World Series ring and buy it for. It was like twelve bucks. Okay. Um. You know, it's much better than paying $108,000 or whatever the real ones cost. So, there you go. Uh, Well, uh, I think that it's time for us to get into our movies. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into it. All right. So, Jeremy and I both agreed that our favorite baseball movie of all time is Major League. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's, you know, 
I would love to, like, you know, I could take some kind of, like, counter-argument, like, for the sake of, like, you know, the show or whatever, maybe, but it, it would ring hollow, and, like, I think, you know, I... I think most baseball fans, you you ask them, major league's going to come in one or two. You know, there's yeah. kind of like two. There's two clear standouts. So that's why we're we're doing this. Like right, exactly. In the uh, we are. Yeah, and you know, so Major League was actually the first rated R movie that I ever saw. Okay. Um, I think I probably saw it when I was eight or nine. Okay. It was actually the first time I ever heard the word fuck. Okay. Uh, my parents never. They swore in front of us when I was a kid, but they never said the f word, oh. and so I had never heard it at school either. And wow. so that was uh, that was the first time I ever heard it, and it was just like instantly I knew it was a bad word. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is the one word that I've never heard yet. Wow. Okay. Um, and so I also remember because I watched it with my mom while my dad was like on vacation or whatever, okay. and uh, I remember that she fast forwarded through the uh, sex scene with Rene Russo and Jake Taylor, uh, sure, even yeah. and Tom Berenger, even though like nothing. Happens in right. that scene. I don't think she like remembered that nothing happened, or like so. I, I distinctly remember her fast forwarding through that. There, um, yeah, you know, it's weird when you, it's weird when you watch sex scenes in movies as a little kid. The, the things that stick with you. Yeah, like I remember he like takes her, he rips her skirt off with his cleats. Does he? Yeah, and she's like, she says like get creative or something. I think, and like he like takes he like uses the cleats to take it off. And I was like, okay, this this is something that happens. You, you know? know, it's it's odd because in all the times I've watched that movie since, I've always just kind of like ignored that scene. Yeah, like, I've never sure. like really watched it. I think just because of like that first time. So I had no idea that it was actually played for almost slapstick. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I get. Yeah, I think they had to throw in some kind of baseball <laughs> joke in there. You know, uh-huh. but um, yeah, you know. Uh, um, there's also, yeah, the uh, whole Roger Dorn, uh, Roger Dorn's wife, and uh, yeah, Vaughn. yeah. What I love about that scene is that, um, you know, Charlie Sheen after, uh, you know, after after they have sex or whatever, he uh, he says, "I never got your name." Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Which is, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, um, that's good. You know what's what I was just thinking about today is that so in the big game or whatever, uh, when Vaughn comes in to pitch, mm-hmm. uh, Roger Dorn comes up to the mound and is like, "I only got one thing to say to you, Vaughn." strike this motherfucker out and i was like oh that would count as a mound visit today yeah that's right that's right yeah um i would say that it's like i don't care what happened behind the scenes i don't care who's screwing who that's a mound visit (laughs) and now you got six you got five left (laughs) um yeah so i would um i remember back in i think it was 2009 or 2014, one of the two. I, I had a sp- subscription to Sports Illustrated, and they, they did a special article about um, Major League for it was either the 20th or the 25th anniversary. And so they had interviews with a lot of the uh, the players. Um, okay. And Charlie Sheen actually gave an interview, and he said that he was considering becoming an, you know, a baseball player. Um, he said that he could throw maybe even into like the low 90s or something. He said okay. he wanted to be a pitcher. Yeah. Um, but then he said that he just wasn't, good enough to like you know actually compete with guys who were good at baseball and then he was like so then i chose acting a real idiot's profession and i was like charlie sheen you've never worked a day in your life (laughs) uh but he's perfect he's perfect for that character i think in that movie you sort of get top-notch performances like some of the best performances from every actor who's in that movie yeah i mean yeah i think so um i will say one real quick about charlie sheen like i think one of the things that that makes the movie is that he he you can tell that he has some baseball talent like mm-hmm. he looks like a real pitcher like with his wind up and everything yeah, yeah. i remember like being like struck by that as a little kid even that like like he his, like the way yeah his like his uh wind up and his like follow through was like legit looking and so it's the, it's the it's the opposite end of the spectrum of a uh, eastbound and down if you will <laughs> right 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 in, in which case it's, it's you know more played for the comedy of like Danny McBride could never be uh, you know he could never be anything but like a, a fat pitcher like an R.A. Dickey yeah. kind of guy <laughs> yeah exactly I I wonder what the what the internal talks about like that was were like um, like I wonder if Danny McBride was like uh, yeah okay we can do this but I don't know how to throw a baseball and like, that's perfect we'll go with it you know uh-huh. I don't know yeah yeah um, um, definitely, and I think the guy who played Ed Harris, um, yeah. uh, I think his first name is Ed, right? His, his name is definitely Harris. Yeah, pitcher. I think it is Ed Harris. Yeah, too. And I, yeah. Um, and he he actually said too that in that interview, because um, they did did, did, just did uh, interviews with a lot of the cast, and I think he said that he had like pitched uh, maybe professionally or at least up to high school or college. Okay, and, and he, he definitely looked like a like an old school like like soft tosser. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it was it was perfect casting, uh, even with Tom Berenger. Uh, t- you know, Tom Berenger, I think, was a really underrated actor who was pretty hot in the '80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the casting of him was uh, was great. I mean, he really the mo- the movie really leans on him. Like, uh, you know, it, I, I think his performance is just really central in what makes that movie so great. Yeah, he captures the broken down like veteran catcher for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Almost all in that scene where he's like playing in Mexico and he gets the phone call. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. That seemed very belie- believable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it seems like, it, you know, uh, the cast had a, a ton of fun making the movie, too. I know that a couple of the guys mentioned how much they would they would party uh, during the set. Uh, um, uh, Charlie Sheen, actually, also, you know, I'll give the guy credit. He loves baseball. Yeah. Uh, from everything he said, he I, I think in that article he was quoted as saying, like, if I die, uh, I hope it's not in the middle of a great fucking pennant race. Um, so I vaguely remember something from years ago, Jeremy. I don't know if you remember this, but didn't he like buy all of the seats in left field at like an Angels game because he was trying to catch a home run ball? No, I don't. I did not. I don't remember that. No. I I thought I saw this on like Sports Center. So he okay. was like out in left field by okay. himself. Um, trying to catch uh, a home run ball, so that would be something we could we could verify. I wasn't able to. Yeah, if we can find that, we'll post it on uh, the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and now, now seems to be a good time to, to just mention that we do have a website, and we are maintaining a blog section on it with references to things that we talk about in the episodes. So if you don't know about that, go check it out at raindelaytheater.com. I almost always say that wrong. Raindelaytheater.com. And if you scroll down, there's some uh, updates that we have with links from from things that we talked about in other episodes. So we'll have stuff for this week. Yeah, um, and I'll just, you know, do a quick aside on that as well. Uh, you know, I watched uh, the Eric Estrada link that Jeremy oh, yeah. posted last week, and I have not laughed that hard in a long time. Oh. So it, it really is a nice uh, accompaniment uh, for our po- for our podcast if you're able to check it out. Yeah, definitely check that out and, and, yeah, and then go back and listen. It, it, it is the train wreck of all train wrecks. <laughs> you know, actually, one more thing I'll say about Major League um, is that I think uh, out of all the baseball movies I've seen, uh, that movie does the best job with sort of the one big game at the end of the season. Yeah, um, in, true. The, in the pre-wild card era, um, you know, it, it was pre- or not not the pre-wild card, but the, the new after before the new wild card era. You know, where the wild card teams would play a one and done. It was pretty rare for like a, a baseball team to have like their whole season come down to one game. Right, you know? that's true. Yeah, um, and, but it always seems to happen at the end of baseball movies. And they they seem to they capture it so perfectly because it, okay, it's one to nothing going into like it's one like. It's one nothing going into the the home stretch, right? Yeah, yeah. And they they kind of capture like because like they 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 do a really good job of setting the tone of like you know the game is dead. It's almost like boring. It's like cruising along mm-hmm. and like nothing's happening. And then like one base hit sparks the whole rally. Yeah, Roger Dorn. Uh, I, I remember Euchre's call on that. He's like, and he swings and lines a base hit to left field. Um, yeah. and so he he gets the base hit and then Serrano hits the home run. Yeah, it's really cool how they like how they um. Yeah, they like they capture that like it feels like a tone. real baseball game. Yeah, totally. Um, and I think that I'm not sure if it was in that shot or just like in in batting practice when they were messing around. But they said that Dennis Haysbert actually went deep, um, oh, so wow. he was able to uh, he was actually able to hit home runs. He's actually like a legitimately big, strong dude, which wow. I think is cool. That's crazy. Um, and oh yeah, and a side note uh, that that movie was filmed in Milwaukee, my hometown, at County Stadium. Yeah, uh, right. rest in peace. Right. Yeah. Totally. Well, I, I think about this, Jack, if you have a favorite uh, moment from the movie, but I, I, I had I had to um, mention two things, and they happen sequentially in the movie, so I'll just... Well, I will definitely post the link to uh, this clip, because it's, mm-hmm. it's on YouTube, but this uh, Willie Mays Hayes' first hit yeah. is like has two of my favorite like jokes in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly when he like... When he gets the hit, when he like checks swings and gets the hit, and it's almost it's an ADR like he overdubbed the line, but he just goes like, "Oops." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite. That's so great. Like mm-hmm. I love, just love it. Like he gets he does that whole like uh, shimmy like that that like hip swivel to like get into the like into a stance, and yeah. then yeah, it's just like, "Oops." Like <laughs> I love that. That's great. Uh-huh. Um, and then he's at first base, and of course, uh, Clue Hayward says like, "You really knocked the crap out of that one." Like that's a great line. Mm-hmm. But then um, my second favorite line. Of the whole movie comes right after that where euchre goes we don't know where hayes played last year but i'm sure he did a hell of a job <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it he just they don't have the information 
but and he has no reason to think that he was good. But he's she's sure that he was great. You know, wherever he played last year. Yeah, uh, just to, we might as well mention Yuke, um, who also uh, you know has been calling games uh, since well before I was born, um, yeah. and I, I knew the sound of his voice before I knew that I was listening to a Brewers game when I was yeah. a kid. My dad would have it on. Uh, I'm not the biggest Yuke fan. Um, you know, I, I think that myself. I'm not going to speak for other Brewers fans, but it may be sort of how you may or may not have felt about Harry Carey when Harry sure. Carey was doing yeah. games. Familiarity um, breeds contempt, almost. Exactly. Uh, but I will say that he does a great job in that movie. He's such oh. a natural. Uh, for a guy who wasn't an actor, um, he's so funny. He nails all of his jokes. Uh, I mean, even just when, I think it's Vaughn throws a wild pitch and he goes, just a bit outside. Yeah. I mean, that's a really clever line. Well, not only that, but it's it's lasted the test of time. That mm-hmm. That's like probably one of the most quoted lines of the movie. It is. I will say, uh, he was in Mr. Belvedere before uh, Major League, mm-hmm. um, I think. And then he was doing, he did like uh, Miller Lite Miller commercials, Light, yep. commercials. Mm-hmm. and I, I just, so he must have just been, he must have been the the Brewers announcer, and Miller was a Milwaukee-based company, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So they must have just hired him for that, and I yeah. wonder if that's where all his acting came from, which yeah. is, you know, I'm sure that's researchable. But, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, that's one of those things where like, maybe he kind of missed his calling a little bit, or maybe he should yeah. have done a little bit more acting. Yeah. Um, I guess my favorite movie, or my favorite part of that movie, uh, mm-hmm. is, is just Vaughn's entrance um, when he relieves Harris. Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, because um, it, it's such a great moment. They do, they actually play a really cool uh, cover of like Wild Thing that's yeah. actually better than the it's original song. by the band X. Is it really? Yeah, Okay. The I didn't punk know. band from, the, from Los Angeles. Yeah, they, did a, they do a great job with that song. I yeah. mean, it just, uh, it, it sounds great, and then just his whole entrance to the mound is awesome. Uh, they... Uh, actually, I think I think during the World Series, Charlie Sheen wanted to throw out the first yeah. pitch as Rick Vaughn. Yeah, and, like, right. Do that entrance, and they said no. Yeah, I mean, who Lame. was the who was the no fun police who like turned that down? I mean, okay, I understand a franchise maybe not wanting to be associated with Charlie Sheen. Yes, true. However, a franchise with an incredibly offensive racist mascot. It's like, <laughs> hey, if you're already on the board, why not get like the uh, you know highly questionable Charlie Sheen to throw out your first pitch too? Exactly. You know who would have liked it? All of the fans. Yes. Yeah. You know, who, and what, maybe it would have psyched them up. Actually, in retrospect, I'm glad they didn't do it. But yeah, maybe that would have psyched up the fans a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, oh well. So never got never got that. So um. Does that about sum up our, our I, thoughts I, about Major I, League? I think it does. And, you know, our number two movie, Jeremy, what was it? Uh, Field of Dreams. Yeah, absolutely. Field of Dreams is... Uh, uh, I had actually seen that before I saw Major League. Um, it still gets me, even the ending. You know, this is, yeah. uh, as you may have guessed, this is a spoiler-heavy uh, you know, <laughs> podcast. Yeah, oh, fast forward about 15 minutes, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen Field of Dreams. But yeah. the ending, I mean, the ending, even just thinking about the ending, it still gets me today. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I So back in the early days of Facebook, uh, when I was posting about uh, how much I hated Paul Bacco, um, you know, there there was kind of a more prevalence on like joining groups, Facebook groups, like people who just make weird Facebook groups. And I joined a Facebook group called "I'm a Grown Man, But I Still Cry at the End of Field of Dreams." Mm, so okay. and, you know, I feel like that sum, sums it up pretty well. I wonder if I was a part of that Facebook group too. Who knows, Jeremy? <laughs> who knows? Maybe we knew each other years before we actually. That's right. Did. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. And I actually had the uh, pleasure of reading the uh, book by uh, okay. W. P. Kinsella. Shoeless Joe. Yeah, yeah, Shoeless Joe. Um, and, you know, the, the book, uh, it actually, it follows, the movie follows the book very closely. Okay. There is one uh, interesting difference, because I love, I love James Earl Jones' performance in that yes. movie. He has uh, Terrence Mann, or Terrence Maine, is he's the pain of Man. Terrence Maine. Terrence, yeah. Terrence Mann. Yeah. Yeah. Um, originally in the book, it was, uh, uh, the, the author was J.D. Salinger. Right, yeah. Um, and I guess J.D. Salinger was, like, really pissed off that they used it, or, like, yeah. his people were really mad about it, so they couldn't, obviously, use that name for the movie. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm going to hit you in the head with a crowbar <laughs> yeah is that uh, yeah and then he goes uh peace love dope uh, yeah. now get the hell out of here yeah, yeah, um yeah. i remember they see a red sox a's game oh yeah uh, it's the a's yeah okay. so every, actually every time the red sox play the a's uh i, I think of of that movie yeah nice um nice. and i think that it, was that burt lancaster's final movie yeah i believe it was okay yeah, yeah that's one of the most heartbreaking scenes in the whole mm, un, yeah. another one of the best scenes when he you know walks out of the diamond to become the old guy. Yeah. Even the scene, I was watching it recently, even the scene where he's where he tries to convince him to come with them and he, they're at the, the bar, I believe they're at a bar or a diner, mm-hmm. and he's like, 
uh, oh, you know, those days are gone now. And he's like, I got to get back. And he talks about his wife. He's like, Martha or something. He's like, yeah. oh, I got to get back to Martha. She'll yeah. be wondering where I am. Mm-hmm. She'd think I took a girlfriend. I think that's what one of the lines. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Even that line, because he's, like, he's got that twinkle in his eyes, like, like he's thinking like I wish I could go back and re- and relive that, and, mm-hmm. but he's like he chooses his wife over like going back with him. Right. Yeah. It's 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 fantastic. I mean, here's the thing about Major League and Field of Dreams. I feel like it depends on what kind. It's like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. It depends on what kind of person you are. If you're like more of like a comedic, like um, kind of like the the wise cracking like uh, boys club version of baseball, Major League is probably gonna be your favorite movie. And if you're like the sentimental type that like you know enjoys like the beauty and like purity of of the game of baseball, maybe Field of Dreams is your favorite baseball movie yeah and you know what i like about both of those movies is uh and this is kind of rare for sports movies in general but they just they really get baseball right yeah totally that's Um, what makes them ring true there's a lot of movies that don't um i guess to bring up one movie that was probably close to both of our lists but wasn't quite on there (laughs) was a childhood favorite uh rookie of the year yeah um there's that one line i remember in rookie of the year because daniel stern is the pitching coach right yes and there's that one line uh where the manager is talking to henry rowan gardner and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, uh, I've been him in the minor leagues and he's been following me around ever since. (laughs) Like his, uh, that's like his explanation for uh, Daniel Stern being the pitching coach. And I mean, you think about it, like pitching coach is a pretty important position. Yes, yes. Uh, Okay, so just just a quick aside. So it's like, I guess that makes me segue a little bit into like, okay, they, they, that movie should have been about a Chicago franchise. They yeah. just did the wrong Chicago franchise. Probably. Like, I could totally see the White Sox <laughs> under like Bill Veck actually doing a stunt like that. Yeah, they right. Like a yeah. kid pitch. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, that got me to thinking with the whole pitching coach thing. It's like maybe like Don Cooper has a similar story to Daniel Stern's character. <laughs> the guy's been the pitching coach since 2002. Their pitching staff is terrible right now. Yeah. The team has been bad for years. They haven't had a winning season in like five or six years. Yep. I don't know. And Cooper, like he never takes any heat like did you yeah. throw jerry reinsdorf's kids like a ball when when he was in the major <laughs> leagues or something and is that why he's still you know the white Sox seem to find these guys who are so white Soxy, right mm-hmm. like paul canerco was like a perfect white Sox guy because he looks like a plumber he doesn't look like a baseball player but he was great mm-hmm. and he he was perfect on it like it's hard to believe that he was ever a dodger or a red I couldn't imagine him playing in, in Los Angeles. He is such a Southside Chicago guy, and so is Don Cooper. Don Cooper is like he, you know, he he seems like the guy who waves you in when you go parking with like the orange <laughs> with the orange uh, flashlight thing. Uh-huh. Like, and then he goes, he takes off the the fluorescent jacket, and then he puts on his pitching uniform, his pitching coach <laughs> uniform, and then gets in the dugout. Like he's so Southside, he's so white Soxy. AJ Pierzynski too, another guy that yeah. has been embraced by Sox land. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but so yeah, rookie year was another one that Jack I want you to read my note about rookie of the year right there you got it right oh okay yeah yeah and why do you why do you uh, believe well, that read to say that out loud what does okay, that say uh, Jeremy's note actually and I had not seen this before we started what? recording yeah was Daniel Stern almost ruins rookie of the year yeah I mean he's like his care like the movie it's a kids movie and it's like and it's fun or whatever mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like um, you know uh but they try to get it right. Like, like uh, Jake Stedman, is that his name? Chet Stedman. Chet Stedman. Yeah. Um, like, he, he's a realistic type of character, right? Yes. So why is Daniel Stern a friggin' cartoon character? Right, like, he's right. Like, like, there's a part where, like, the mom throws him, like, the sunscreen or something. He's like, I haven't seen the floater ball since Scuffy McGee. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, who, why is he acting like this? <laughs> who told him to act like this? He directed the movie. Well, there um, you go. So maybe, <laughs> That's why. Yeah, yeah, maybe, you know, and then when he's in the batting cage and he's like, let the big dog eat. And he's got, like, that gum or whatever. It's like he's in a different movie. Yeah, I know, right? So he almost ruins the movie, like, his character. yeah. I, it's so weird though that I, you know I think I knew that I'm now I'm mad at myself because I've exposed my like my non uh, like fact grasping of that movie but like I I, I guess I, I probably knew that deep down somewhere but like yeah he like it's, it's ridiculous and I was gonna say 
they they go and they write him out of the like the last game because he's trapped in the uh, oh. in the equipment closet yep. or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. So it's like you know they like I thought I was thinking I was envisioning the scenario where they like wrote him out of the end so they didn't have to like deal with his character because <laughs> that that moment is actually serious and poignant. Yeah. And he like looks at the mom and he realizes that the glove is hers or whatever. Yeah. And it's like you don't you don't need Daniel Stern go like look, look he's looking at his glove <laughs> like you know ruining the whole tone of the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I, Jeremy actually he he had not shown me. He made a couple of notes on oh, baseball yeah. movies. Uh, I was actually going to bring this line up, Jeremy. We can bring it real up real quick. Okay. But Jeremy wrote "flyball caught," uh, yeah. and that's uh, is that from is that from the first or second I, major? It league? might be from the second. Okay, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that uh, there's a great part where Euchre mm-hmm. is just uh, you know blackout drunk and he can't announce anymore. Yeah. And then one of the Mani. Uh, yeah, Mani, uh, one, and like one of the Indians players makes an amazing catch, and Mani <laughs> just goes "flyball." Caught. Uh, it's, and Monty is actually he's a, gives a great underrated like performance as just yeah. sort of the second banana. I don't know who that actor is. No. I've never seen him well, in any other movies. Again, yeah, yeah, we don't know. Um, but yeah, he's great. Um, he's only he was like the predecessor to the boom goes the dynamite kid. You know, <laughs> like like that kid was the real life Monty or something. Um, <laughs> and he was. I, I uh, okay. So this is a hot take, but Jeremy thinks that Bull Durham sucks. Yes. Term I'm not the biggest fan of it either. I saw it once and it never really stuck with me. Yeah, I. It's just. It's not a. I don't. I feel like Bull Durham isn't a baseball movie. It's. It gets mis miscategorized. It's. Mm-hmm. It's. As much as like you know, I don't know. Uh, Field of Dreams is about r- fiction writers mm-hmm. from the '60s. Mm-hmm. That's how much of a baseball movie uh, Bull Durham is. I. F- I feel like they have. There's great stuff in it. And the guy who wrote Bull Durham. Did Major League, didn't he? I, I'm that I'm not sure of. Okay, um, I think David Ward or something. David okay. S. Ward or something. Um, yeah, you know we're, we're we're throwing all the factual inaccuracies all over the place. <laughs> so just let's just roll with it. But um, no, okay, listen, it's 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 fine. It has some great stuff in it. Like like the Kevin Costner character is like pretty. It's a spot on like like journeyman like catcher, just it like is. Jake Taylor. And he's got that um he's got that line where he talks about like you're just one like uh little. Di- dinky base hit away a week away from the big leagues or whatever yeah. you know you're that's the difference between a 270 and a 300 average or whatever yeah, yeah. which is a great line um so there's yeah. some good baseball stuff in there but also Don't, like there's a lot of bullshit with like susan sarandon in it that, that I, maybe that's it i'm not a huge susan sarandon fan i was never i was never uh that into susan sarandon so um, maybe that's it i don't mm-hmm. know i mean i didn't like i didn't like Tim Robbins' character, but I mean, I, he's playing a part. Like, and it's good that I didn't like him because he's supposed to be unlikable. Right. But, um. I the line I will give credit the line because I, I did watch this recently because they were playing it on MLB Network. But, um, uh, uh, um, Kevin Costner says the line like, "Don't think too hard, you'll hurt the you'll hurt the ball club." Right. Right. That's that's a pretty great line. Yeah. yeah it yeah. actually references what I think was something we said in the first episode too <laughs> about ball players not thinking too much. But yeah, so that was that's a hot take, but uh, it's not on my top three. But. Okay, yeah, and I I, I just just two more here that I want to cover because I think they're both funny. But <laughs> sure. uh, he, Jeremy says he's never actually seen Angels in the Outfield, but he hates Joseph Gordon-Levitt's hair. Yes, that's correct. That's uh, correct. That is another. Uh, I you've can't. never really liked the, all the times that Joseph Gordon-Levitt has come up in our conversations, yeah. which which has been a few times. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy just doesn't like the guy. Oh, I do I do not like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh-huh. Not a Joe Go fan. You know, I have seen uh, uh, Angels in the outfield mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I actually I've seen it many times I can quote it uh, fairly well okay. um, but uh, I actually used to pray to God for the Brewers to win the World Series okay. after to win the pennant after I saw that movie thinking it w- would work oh, uh, okay. and it, you know it never did maybe maybe that's part of the reason I gave up on religion as yeah. an adult <laughs> yeah, I, there you go I yeah. don't know um, everyone has their breaking point and that was yours yeah yeah uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd gives a good performance actually Matthew McConaughey is in that movie in a okay. very small role okay uh, and I remember watching because it's it's uh, a remake of a movie from the 50s actually mm-hmm. I also I also was reading on Wikipedia today but I didn't get to look at this in full but I think Rookie of the Year is actually a remake too of like a movie from the oh, 50s really? okay um, but uh, at any rate um, yeah Angels in the Outfield is okay but it's certainly not one that you should watch today because it's totally a kids movie and sure you probably wouldn't get any value from it. Sure, that's that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, yeah. And one more, Jeremy <laughs> said, "What about the fan?" Now I don't know if you've seen the fan. I have seen the fan. Uh-huh. Have you seen the fan? I haven't seen the fan. That was that. I, that was supposed to be like some return for De Niro to like his sort of psychotic loner character.
character that yeah. he played in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. But it's really, it's not a good movie. Um, so yeah. that's Wesley Snipes is playing a player for the San Francisco Giants, and I think De Niro just kind of becomes obsessed with him yeah. or something like that. Um, yeah. I remember the only scene I remember from that movie is... Uh, De Niro's taking like his grandson or his son or something to opening day okay. and uh, they're driving in the car and uh, you know they're listening to start is it start me up or start it up by the stones start me up start me up yeah so they're listening to start me up and De Niro is like singing the lyrics like he's really into him and his like little kid is like freaking out about it he's like the kid is like freaking out about it and, like not having fun and he doesn't want to be there and that's that's it that's all I remember about that movie that's the only thing that stuck with me that's awesome. You know, some podcasts have done like uh, running commentaries of movies. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should watch the the fan and do like a record our running commentary of the fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that would be a, that would be a good idea. Yeah, I just remember I, there's like a scene. I feel like they they shot those baseball scenes very like like uh, theatrically and like it was like all like blacked out. Like it was like all like darkly lit, and there was like. You know, you can see like De Niro, and like there's a perfect like like shadow like around him, and like you can see him, he looks all sinister, and like uh, uh, Wesley Snipes is in the field, and he like looks up from like left field and sees De Niro or something, mm -hmm. and he like gets freaked out or something. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So okay, we've we've did some tangents there. Um, uh, any final thoughts on Field of Dreams, really quick? Uh you know, I, I uh, I'll just say that uh, I love Kevin Costner. Um, he's yeah. another guy like Charlie Sheen. You can tell he loves baseball, and uh, uh, you know, if, if you also if you haven't seen uh, the, is it the Perfect Game? Uh, what's that? What's love, that one for? Love the, of the Game. For Love of the Game. If you haven't seen that one, check that one out because it's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he gets it. He's a huge he's just huge huge fan and. Uh, um, you know, yeah, yeah. Like I think, like it's funny when these guys, uh, these uh, actors, get big enough, and they they like try to make these movies happen, where like they get to play like their like wildest dream fantasy roles or whatever. And like, of course, like yeah, Costner was like trying to just be a play a sports star because I think that's what he deep down wanted it to be. Right. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great. It's a great movie, and uh, you know, there's there's so many things we could say about it, but we'll move on to for our, All right. our third spot. Our surprise one. So my surprise one is uh, the Pizza Hut commercial that uh, aired. <laughs> Uh, at the beginning of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles VHS, uh, now you may you may need to be of a certain age to remember yeah. that, but if you are of that age and you own that VHS tape, I guarantee you that you will remember that commercial. It's almost as good as the movie uh, that comes after it. Oh, I, some would argue it could be better than that. Yeah. <laughs> it might. It might be. It's actually one of the finest um, commercials I've I've seen. There's a lot of emotion in it. So he, the, the premise of the commercial is a. Uh, uh, there's this kid in right field and the entire the entire commercial is uh, uh, set to Peter Paul and Mary uh, Mary's right field um, yeah. and so you sort of hear the last verse of the song and so there's this kid in right field and he's clearly not a very good baseball player uh, and so he's standing out there and you know when you're in little league uh, you know you get put in right field if you suck that's where I was put when I was a little yep. kid uh, I was pinch hit for one time in little league uh, <laughs> this was before I started practicing but yeah they pinch hit they pinch hit for me anyway mm, so I related to this kid right because he was clearly like the worst player on his team he's standing out in right field anyway you know it's the ninth inning there's two outs and you know uh, a ball gets hit to him uh, sky high and somehow he miraculously makes the catch all the while this uh, you know right field by Peter Paul and Mary is playing uh, you know the the fans are watching the ball go up no one thinks the kid's gonna catch it and he makes he makes an amazing grab you know a baseball yep. falls into his glove and so then like all of the players run out on the field and they you know they celebrate with him they put him up on their shoulders and then they all go to Pizza Hut <laughs> and they have a great time celebrating with him. And then you hear, making it great. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, it's it's an amazing commercial that that's, does a great job probably too of selling the product it was trying to sell. Yeah, totally. Sure. Yeah. Go to go to Pizza Hut after the game for sure. <laughs> and there's a lot of little things. It's like he's got the uh, he's got the baseball coach who's kind of a meatball guy who yeah. looks like he should be on The Sopranos or yeah. something like that. Perfect and, casting. Yeah. And then they have the, you know, his grandpa is watching him from the uh, oh, stands. I guess, like I you read that that was his grandpa. Yeah, it's never said that it's his grandpa, but that's what I'd like to believe. Maybe it's sure. just some old guy who's really into the oh, game, you know, yes. one of the other parents. I don't know. Um, 
the kid who plays gold is it Goldberg from the Sandlot? Is yes, the ca- or, is the catcher? Uh, no, from Mighty Ducks. Oh, from Mighty Ducks. That's right. Yeah, the kid I, who they strap to the go- the goalie who they strap to the oh, uh, the the net and gosh. they like slap shot. Do you slap slap shots at him? That's that's right. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's what. So that kid is in it. Um, I believe that's the catcher. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and you know then the uh, the 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 little kid too, the kid they got for the uh, uh, the right fielder is is well cast as well. I I don't remember seeing him in anything else. Yeah, I feel like I've seen him in in some other stuff, like maybe like the the Wonder Years or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, you know, I, yeah, yeah, you know, he was he was in something. Um, but yeah, yeah. So so yeah, the, <laughs> I like that you're. You know, Jack, this is a list of baseball movies, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> I like it. You know, I, hey, I'm daring to be different, but like yeah. I that I saw that for the first time when I was maybe five years old. Uh, okay. And it's, you know, it's stuck with me. It's stuck with me ever since. I love it. It's yeah. great. Fantastic. That's, that's a good one, Jack. I will, okay, now here's where I'll take the, the counter argument for, uh-huh. for the sake of the podcast. It's not really a counter argument, but right. I will say... I remember watching that as a movie, or, or like, or, you know, as a kid as well. So that was 90, it said? Yeah, it said 1990. So yeah. I would have been eight or nine years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember thinking about it was, I was mad at that kid for not paying attention. Because that's the thing, he's not paying attention. Like, they're like, the line is like, suddenly everyone's looking at me. Uh-huh. My mind is wondering, what could it be? It's like, dude, get your head in the game, kid. Like, I don't care if you're playing right field or you're playing shortstop. Get your head in the game. Pay attention because the ball might get hit to you. That made me mad. Like, I was bad too and they put me in right field, but I was, damn it, I was like paying attention every pitch. I just didn't have the talent, you know? Like, maybe this kid was good, but he just didn't pay attention. Maybe he had ADD and he was undiagnosed. Maybe he was a young Starlin Castro. (laughs) You know, maybe on the uh, the island uh, of the Dominican Republic, Starlin Castro saw this commercial and was like, I could do that too and still get to Pizza Hut. You know? I don't know. I guess. I was mad about that. Um, just a couple observations. What is up with that ballpark? We're going to put the link to this video so you can watch it. Mm-hmm. But the ballpark is unsafe. There's like a tire in right field. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. There's probably like broken glass and syringes out there too. What's going on? <laughs> Clean that ballpark up. Yeah, you think you think a company like Pizza Hut could have got a better uh, you know <laughs> playing field for those kids? I, or or they had an overzealous set director. It's like. All right, listen. I get it. Like you, you're going for the Sandlot aesthetic, but if there's a if there's a tire on the field, some some concerned parents are going to roll that thing out in a foul territory. I would think. You know, <laughs> I don't know. So that's my take on that. Um, but I will say the coach is the star of that commercial because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they cut to after the kid makes the catch. They cut to a shot of the coach, and he's got this like perfect dumbfounded look on his face. Yeah, I wrote yeah. that was my first note. That I wrote down when we just watched. We just did a refresher on the video right before we recorded, uh-huh. and uh, the coach is the star of that uh, commercial. Oh yeah, say. yeah, yeah. It's great. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, and so Jeremy, you uh, you actually had your third one as a surprise as well. Yeah. So my third one, <laughs> also equally as controversial, with talking about baseball movies. Uh, my number three is The Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad. Well, there is a great scene. Uh, Reggie Jackson is in that scene, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. That's right. right. Yeah, Jay Johnstone is in that scene, too. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that was uh, filmed maybe at Angel Stadium. Right? Um, it uh, was filmed at Dodger Stadium, it was at but, Dodger it, Stadium? but it is okay. the Angels in the game. Yeah, the Angels are in the game. And I remember as being a little kid, I was like, hey, that's that's Dodger Stadium. <laughs> and my mom was like, shut up. No, I don't know. <laughs> Hey, mom, love you, mom. Yeah. It's day after Mother's Day. I can't believe I did that. Anyway. Um, but yeah, like, listen, Naked Gun is is, is uh, not a baseball movie, but they nail the baseball portion of that movie so well, like, in terms of, like, comedy, that that it deserves to be on a list of best baseball movies. Well, uh, the scene where Frank Drebin, uh, that, is that Leslie Nielsen's name? Yeah. Um, he, uh, he calls a strike, <laughs> and then the fans cheer for it. Yeah. And so he's like, whoa. So he calls another <laughs> strike. Uh, that's like a classic example of uh, clowning. Um, yeah. That's like a Mr. Bean type of joke right there. Yeah, definitely. Strike three. He, 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 he. And then he does like the, the moonwalk into yeah. the splits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then everyone's cheering. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Like they, they nail that so well. The, mm-hmm. the um, uh, you know, the, the national anthem. The, actually, one of my favorite g- gags of that whole bit is when <laughs> the queen is coming to her seats and they like track down, the shot tracks down, and then they show these two like slovenly scumbags <laughs> sitting in. The- 
in the queen's seats and then they're the, the usher like shoes them out and they get up and they're like annoyed they're like ah come on move down like like it's perfect they nailed the comedy so well um there's a scene where like they're showing the bloopers and then the guy slides into second base and like the tiger mauls him like it's oh it's great it's it's really great um yeah, I just the the genius of the Zucker Abram Zucker. Like, I I guess one of them was a huge baseball fan, or they all were, and like they just nail they nail the comedy of that of that whole sequence. Did they do the airplane movies yes, as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so I mean, hot and, shots. And the uh, was that a uh, that wasn't a national no National Lampoon's Loaded Gun is a different movie, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. but but the Naked Gun though, it, it seems like it. You know, they were almost just uh, they were like, let's do a scene where we just lampoon baseball. Yeah, let's step away from detective movies for a for yeah. a minute. It's it's almost like I had never really thought about this, but like they had an idea where they wanted to like do like a whole movie lampooning baseball, possibly. but it wasn't really enough, and so it, it actually is is perfect for just this one scene. Yeah, possibly. I mean, like, yeah, it it comes from a a place of like the love of baseball, like mm-hmm. like whoever made that. I'd love to like like do some more research about that, but like whoever made it, like obviously loved baseball and loved just the the presentation of the game and like going to the game and and everything like that. Because like, yeah, the things that they touch on are like totally like kind of almost inside baseball stuff yeah yeah and uh if i remember correctly that at the end of the scene doesn't oj get pushed down like uh he's in a wheelchair or something and he gets pushed off of one of the he, railings he does he like gets let go and he goes down the uh the, the the stairs but um one of the things one of the things that's funny about that movie um is um when because he's trying to not let them get to the seventh inning because that's when the like sleeper cell is going to get activated to kill the queen mm-hmm. and so he like he's trying to stall and uh well first of all Ed, uh no uh what's his name um george kennedy uh eating like all the ballpark food yeah he picks up like a whole cake it's great um but when uh frank drubbin is trying to stall the end of the inning um and he like calls like uh he calls the guy out um uh, at home and like they start arguing or whatever and then like the angels umpire like says uh, hey the guy up there called it an out like he talks about like the official score or the scoreboard operator mm-hmm. and he's like he's way up there in the mezzanine and like he called him out or the and, angels like, manager uh, yeah, yeah yeah the angels yeah, um, uh, yeah manager um, calls calls him out mm-hmm. or he like he says like hey the guy up there even called him out and he's way up there in the mezzanine or whatever yeah um, it's just it's good stuff I think like there's a lot of good references in that in that scene yeah for sure yeah. Um, one side note about Leslie Nielsen uh, if you've never seen the Poseidon Adventure because I had never seen oh. Leslie Nielsen in anything but the naked like the funny movies that yeah, he did right. started doing uh, after Airplane and uh, the Poseidon Adventure is so weird because like you, you keep expecting a funny dry one liner from him, but he's mm-hmm. just straight the yeah. whole movie. Okay, uh, so yeah. it's it's kind of it's kind of jarring. Uh, but he's you know a, he does a great job in that movie too. He's um, also in a Creep Show too, and he's he oh, plays he? a he plays a straight like a character like he, it's not a, you know it's not comedic at all. Yeah, so weird, so weird to see that Reggie Jackson uh, is the sleeper cell, right? Is that what yeah, it turns yeah, out? Okay, yeah. I okay. must kill the queen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's he's good. Um, yeah, just it's great. You know, there's so many tidbits on that movie. That's great. Um, one more thing I had, uh, you know, this the Simpsons uh, baseball episode, uh, the softball, talking softball, like that. You know, Homer at the bat. I think it's called that. Uh, that another one that has tons of tons of great uh, baseball references. But it's a TV show. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. Uh, hey, you know that didn't stop me. <laughs> yeah, that's but, right. Uh, but yeah, then that one too. Uh, what is that? The Springfield Isotopes is their name. Oh yeah, there's that. This yeah, that's that's actually a whole. That might even be a whole different episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It might. Be, they did a couple of baseball episodes. Yeah, for sure. Oh, actually. Oh god. Wait, real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the pretzel wagon episode when <laughs> when they bring they give out uh, pretzels at the ballpark and then uh, the fans get mad because Monty Bur- Montgomery Burns wins the free car <laughs> and the, so then they start throwing the pretzels on the field. And then Whitey Ford comes out to like, and they're like, now Whitey Ford is pleading with the fans and they're throwing the pretzels and here come the pretzels. <laughs> and then they cut to Whitey Ford on the field and he's like laying there like dead or knocked out. And there's like pretzels surrounding him. And then the announcer goes, this 
this is a dark day for baseball. <laughs> yeah, great stuff, great stuff. Well, there was only a matter of time before we did an episode where we just quoted lines back to each other. Right, and and here was that episode. Yeah, that's uh, right. But, okay, so that I think that's going to do it yeah, for let's a wrap it up, Jeremy. Yeah. Cool, uh, but we are going to be going to a game, Beloit Snappers versus uh, Quad City River Bandits, uh, this Friday, and then we're going to be doing a podcast for you, uh, you know, in the, within the next day or two after that. Yeah, it'll be coming pretty quick, so look out for that. Um, and just some quick plugs for us, uh, raindelaytheater.com. Check that out. That has all our podcasts uh, embedded there. And then if you scroll down, there's uh, a blog with all of our uh, different uh, references from uh, the ep- from the different episodes. Uh, today, we'll definitely have some, some clips of things, uh, definitely the Pizza Hut uh, commercial, so check that out. Um, we are on Twitter at Rain Delay Pod. We're on Instagram at Rain Delay Pod. So check those out. Uh, whenever we're at games, we're going to be posting live uh, updates and like uh, stories and stuff like that. I'm trying to you know post stuff on there every day. Um, and Twitter, we're just trying to like you know get some baseball thoughts and maybe don't don't make it into the podcast. So check that out. We're on Facebook at Rain Delay Theater. Um, so check that out. Uh, we're all over the place, baby. So uh, find us. All right, I think that's going to do it, Jen. We are signing off. All right, we'll see you.